We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The names behind the numbers. The stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast with John Little. It's so exciting for me because I can come in and try to keep that culture glued together and try to share with these new players that haven't necessarily been a part of this organization how we did things and what allowed us to be successful. The biggest newsmakers, the best storytellers, the Her Hoop Stats podcast. Here's your host, John Little. All right. So how we feeling? Welcome into the Her Hoop Stats Podcast. I'm John Little. So good to be with you for another week. Thank you so much for joining us. And man, what an emotional time for everybody over the last few days. Uh, If you missed our podcast on Thursday, please go back and listen to it. Uh, Not only did we talk to ESPN bracketologist Charlie Cream about the exploding situation, and we talked to him Thursday night after Thursday day, the NCAA tournaments had been canceled. We also talked uh, to a couple of people from the Southland Conference as well. John Williams, their deputy commissioner, and then the head coach of the New Orleans Privateers, Keyshawn Davenport, about that conference getting canceled. And it just gives you a little idea of where they were at in their headspace right after everything had gone down on Thursday. But things have changed so fast, and I think now as we look back on it, on Sunday night, if you weren't on board with the cancellations, uh, I would, I would guess, you know, in light of the latest things coming out uh, from the CDC, you know, they're recommending for eight weeks uh, gatherings of larger than fifty people get canceled. Obviously, there was no choice for everybody but to cancel the NCAA tournaments. Doesn't mean it didn't suck. That's for sure. 
Hey, make sure to rate and review the podcast. We really appreciate it whenever you do that. Um, You can do that on Apple Podcasts, of course. Leave a rating, leave a review. Maybe we'll read it on the air as well. And if you just like to reach out to us, you can do so at podcast at herhoopstats.com. If you got a question, a comment, somebody that you think we should talk to, I'm sure with things being so crazy right now, um, but yet nothing happening. I would guess that guests are going to be a little bit uh, easier uh, to track down at this time because we're all kind of wondering, okay, what's next? What's next for us? Uh, so I'm, I'm certainly hoping that that means this is a way, our podcast can be a way that the women's basketball community can still keep up to date on things and can still reach out to uh, some of the newsmakers out there and and hear from them uh, during this trying time for everybody. And above all, I hope that you, your family, your friends, those close to you are staying safe uh, during uh, this crazy time. Well, we've got Rebecca Brunson on the podcast this week, the recently retired WNBA great, the all-time leading rebounder in league history, five WNBA titles more than anybody else has ever accomplished. And what a privilege it was to talk uh, to Rebecca Brunson about what was going on in her life and taking the job with the Minnesota Lynx and how this all went down. I think you're really going to enjoy this. And this is just a great example of uh, what we hope to bring to you over the next uh, eight weeks or more as uh, we go through this time as a nation. So I started out by talking to Rebecca Brunson about what's it like to not be called Minnesota Lynx player anymore, but coach Rebecca Brunson. Oh, it's a little weird. I think that that's going to take some um, getting used to for sure. But I think I'll get used to it rather quickly. So I'm not worried. I was listening back to a podcast that you were on here over the last couple of years and late in your career. It was the Around the Rim podcast with LaChina Robinson. And they asked you about coaching and you said, yeah, I don't know if I really want to get into coaching when I'm all done uh, playing. I, I want to do more of the player development type stuff, work with them on their skills. So as part of your role with the Lynx, is it going to be really focused on that player development that that you'd like to do? I think that'll be a big part of my role, actually. So I'm excited about that's one of the things that intrigued me um, about the job when Cheryl came to me and talked to me about it was the fact that I would be able to come in and help the players um, from a different perspective. You know, she's great at what she does, but you can't handle all of the small things um, when you're really big picturing it. So I feel like I have a good opportunity to come in and be a little hands-on and working with the players like before practice and after practice, you know, before camp starts to kind of get them ready for, for the season as well as taking those moments where I can sit and watch the film with them and watch video and go over some things and details and kind of help them grow. Because this is where the team is really at a point where they're trying to transition and figure out how to keep uh, the franchise moving in the, the direction. So it's going to take paying attention to, to those small things and take players aside. So I'm excited about being able to incorporate that into the coaching job. How much of that have you been able to do as a player in the past? As a Wiley vet, have you been able to work with players in the past some and, and start to see what that would be like? No, I, don't, I haven't. You know, I would talk to my teammates on the sideline and in practice, but actually taking the time it's set aside to go and sit and like watch video and go over the small things 
with them, I haven't had the opportunity to do that. So that's something new that um, is exciting for me. And listening to Coach Reeve talk on her show, The Cheryl Reeve Show, she was talking about how you've had an opportunity to do some tape breakdown with your role with the Minnesota Timberwolves television broadcast where you're kind of an analyst on those TV broadcasts for Fox Sports North. What's the difference in breaking down film as a player and breaking down film from a coach's perspective with a coach's eye? I think you it's the same man. it's different. You know, I think when you look at it from a player's perspective, you're taking the coach's uh, theory and trying to figure out how you can put that in motion. How can I make, so the player was like, how can I make Cheryl's vision work? Um, and with the things that I'm doing with FSN and broadcasting, it's kind of figuring out and watching other players work and um, other teams try different schemes and, and see what happens from there. But as a coach, I feel like I have more of an opportunity to look and share how I specifically see things playing out and what I feel like might be a be- the best scheme and trying to break that down and show how it's going to work for the players that we have. And definitely taking things that I've seen um, on the NBA side and saying, hey, this team does this, the Timber will do this, maybe we can implement that. Um, or I watched, you know, Dallas play and they did this, so maybe we can implement that. So it's with my own schemes and you know, my own understanding of the game rather than saying, okay, how can, how can I implement to the best of my ability? You know, I think along those lines, uh, this is just such an interesting time for Lynx basketball. It's, uh, it feels like passing of a torch, you know, in several different ways, of course, with, uh, with, with Simone going elsewhere and with if Maya wants to play again someday, she will, but uh, who knows when, that's, uh, when she's going to decide to do that again. And, um, uh, you know, Lindsay stepping away a couple years ago. It's, it's certainly a different time for Lynx basketball. How can you take, you know, uh, what you guys have done, which is just incredible success, unprecedented success as far as WNBA championships, the dynasty you've built, and what principles from that time can you take and and pass along uh, to these players as as you uh, help pour into them as a coach? Mm-hmm. Right. I think, I mean, it's so different. When you look at the team, I think that I'm going to be walking into a building that, you know, it, it's very different from what I experienced as a player. Like, you just went through all of the players that are gone. Um, there's been some coaching transitions and I'm part of that as well. But I think that the Lynx as an organization have done a pretty good job in the past of making sure that the culture um, that they set is, remains the same, regardless of what players they bring in. They bring in people um, that are great athletes and great people that want to learn and get better and work together. I think that it's so exciting for me because I can come in and try to keep that culture glued together and try to share with these new players that haven't necessarily been a part of this organization how we did things and what allowed us to be successful. And when you're trying to figure out how you're going to be successful, it's always good to have a person that has been through that, has has done it this way, and can say, this is why it worked. Let me show you. Um, So it it is different, but the, the organization and the culture that has been a part of Lynx basketball over the past 10 years remains the same. So it's just allowing the players to have the time and opportunity to buy into that and find their own success. You're there and uh, you've seen Coach Reeve work uh, at a very uh, close range for the last decade. 
And now she's bringing in uh, Katie Smith as an assistant. And uh, we all know Katie Smith's pedigree is a player. And, of course, it takes a lot uh, to be a head coach in this league. What kind of duo and then, you know, trio with you and then uh, whatever you call four people when you, uh, you know, factor uh, Planeta in as well. What kind of force can this coaching staff be, do you think, just with the, um, the, the wealth of knowledge that, that you guys hold? You know, you've already seen the things that Cheryl has been able to accomplish, um, and you've seen the things that Katie's been able to do, um, and Planet as well last season. And then to be able to add me to that, I think we have, I would say we have the best in the league as far as players that have been a part of this game, that understand this game, understand what it takes, you know, and it's really jaw dropping to see that this is the only team the only organization that has taken this role because there's been so many amazing players come to this league that just haven't had the opportunity. You have to ask yourself why. Why is this the first time this is happening? It's not happening anywhere else. Um, but from the player's perspective, from, you know, broader age gaps, smaller age gaps, this is the perfect staff to be able to come in and show women what it takes to win. I mean, everybody's won. They've won um, Cheryl. Katie, they won at Detroit level. Cheryl's continue to win, win at the coach level. Great coaching experience. And that has grown each and bounds on what she was doing last year um, as far as coaching is concerned. But all of the experience and knowledge that we have is going to mean so much and it's going to transfer so well to these young players. You said it so well and, and with such great passion. I, I just love that. How close were you to coming back and playing last season uh, how close were you getting to getting back on the floor I, I was getting close but you know when I started to look at the team and look at the direction that they were going at I felt like my journey as a player well it finished um and that was okay and I accepted that and I felt like I could have a greater impact at a different level from a different perspective and then the coaching job just happened to to come about but you know that was my initial goal was to to figure out how I can get my mind and my body in the right place to go out there and compete. Um, but there were days where I would go to the games and I would watch and I would be okay with that. And I felt like that was a sign that maybe playing is not the right thing for me to do anymore because maybe I would come back and I wouldn't have the drive and the the energy to compete at the level that I compete at. And I never, ever wanted to be a player that wasn't giving it everything they had on the floor. That's just not how I was. So when I felt comfortable that was when I started to say, okay, maybe that, that part of my journey is over. So it sounds like in, in some ways it was kind of a slow burn, and it wasn't just an immediate thing uh, where you just knew, okay, my career is done. In, in what way did that just kind of help you last season or just overall come to terms with your retirement, the, the fact that you know it wasn't just one instant um, and you knew it was taken from you, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think that that was necessarily the way that I would have liked my playing career to end. And I think there are a lot of things that probably play into the what ifs of if I would have changed my mind or my decision. And I think that if I would have had a concrete deadline, like, hey, this is what you did. This is how long it's going to take that would have given me more motivation, but it turned into, okay, well, this is still going on. Well, we don't know how long it's going to take. Well, this just what it is what it is. 
well, you can't work out. You can't do these things. All of the things that I would have needed to do to get myself in a position to make a return, work out the way that I wanted to work out, have a timeline, have a deadline. Those things would have helped, I feel like, with my recovery um, or my return, um, excuse me. But it would have been that. And then the team, the dynamic was just changing so rapidly. The group that I would have done anything for um, and they were starting to go their separate ways. So that played a little bit into it as well. So the combination of those things kind of like, I mean, I think it, it probably was a slower burn. It made me say, okay, you know, maybe I should start figuring out how else I can impact the game. I hear you for sure. How are you doing right now physically? I, you know, you you hear about concussion concerns, and obviously we hear about uh, athletes in all kinds of sports and, and what that can do to them. Uh, how are you doing right now? Because I, I think that uh, the that fans might be concerned. Uh, how are things going for you? I mean, I, I think I do a pretty good job of uh, taking care of myself and paying attention to my body, so I don't think there's too much to be concerned about. But you know, I think it's one of those things that it's different for everybody. So there may be some lingering things that might affect me for two years, three years. Who knows? But overall, I feel like I'm in a really good place. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, really glad to hear that. Um, how much are you looking forward to that Jersey retirement? Yeah, um, I, I'm excited about it. Um, I think that, you know, Target Center is a, a special place. And to be able to hang in the rafters alongside those banners that we worked so hard to put up there and uh, Lindsay's jersey and who knows who else's jersey that would eventually be up there. I think it's going to be special and I'm excited about it. I'm excited to to see it happen and to share in the, the excitement that the fans have. No doubt. And Sweet Gypsy Waffles, how is that business going for you guys? And what is your ultimate goal with uh, uh, that delicious goodness? Yeah, it is, and we're starting to wrap up the food truck and with coaching going on. Um, but thank God my wife will be handling a lot of that and making sure that that runs smoothly. But we're gearing up for the season, so if anybody would like to book us, please <laughs> go to our website. Um, we're we're really doing a lot of private events right now um, and scheduling up for that. So look for us; it's coming soon. Outstanding. Okay, now you've got to tell me, uh, it shows just how, you know, naive I am. I've heard of, yes, Belgian waffles, and this is a mm-hmm. Belgian waffle, but I'd never thought, oh, that's from Belgium. Like they actually, you know, like maybe, you, and it just shows how uncultured I am. So I apologize for that, Rebecca, but uh, tell me about your experience in uh, playing basketball in, in Belgium and, and just how that ended up kind of helping inspire this. Yeah, well, don't feel too um, uncultured because Belgian waffles that you get when you go and order one aren't really uh, authentic Belgian waffles. But my first two years overseas, I played in Belgium, and I just probably gained five pounds on these waffles alone. Uh, They were just so good, and they brought me so much comfort that I felt like I wanted to come home and share it uh, at some point. Um, And now we kind of figured out how to do that and got everything together, but... It's something that we can share in as a family and something that we find joy in that we can figure out how to bring joy to other people with. Outstanding. What's your favorite uh, uh, flavor and uh, concoction when it comes to your uh, uh, when it comes to your waffle? 
you know, we have a lot of topics and stuff, but for me, I just like it playing hot off the iron. It's like because it's this brioche dough that has this pearl sugar in it that crystallizes and caramelizes, and it's just so good. So I don't need to put anything on it. I'll take it first off the iron right there, eat it on the spot. That's my favorite way to do it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you described it so well. And I just worked out, so I'm, like, carb craving right now. So this is uh, this is really good for me. So thank you. I appreciate perfect, that. Perfect, perfect after-workout snack. <laughs> it sounds like you've earned it, so you got to go get one of those. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, we are so looking forward to seeing um, how things work out in Minnesota this season. I, I know you're looking forward to, to this new challenge, and uh, we're looking forward to this next chapter in, in your life and kind of watching it. But uh, thanks for the joy that you've brought uh, basketball fans worldwide with, uh, with the way that you've played the game. And uh, we wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. I appreciate that. The great... Rebecca Brunson here on the Her Hoop Stats podcast. Thank you so much to Rebecca for taking the time to talk to us. And obviously, it was a very different landscape, whatever it was, about two weeks ago uh, when we talked. But uh, really appreciate her time. And I wish the Lynx family uh, the best as you guys try to make it through this uh, coronavirus situation and uh, WNBA as a whole, as we try to get this all figured out, thankfully not in season at this point, but uh, certainly with some of the recent developments, can't imagine that it's not going to be affecting things in some uh, definitive and uh, very significant way. So uh, all my best it goes out to everybody associated with the links and the WNBA as far as that goes. Uh, we'll see where the podcast goes from here, but you can count on something from us every Monday at least, and maybe even more than that, as we try to help you get a deeper understanding of what's going on in the game. As we all search for answers during the sportsless time and during a very important time for the entire world. So thank you so much for listening. Again, rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find the show that's one of the great ways that you can help uh, share the podcast is just by doing that on Apple Podcasts. That way, when anybody types in women's basketball, we're one of the first ones uh, that comes up. And then, hey, share it to your social media channels, uh, to your Facebook, your Twitter, or whatever. Uh, just uh, recommend it to people uh, by word of mouth as well. Uh, text it to them. Say, hey, I thought you'd really enjoy this podcast with so-and-so. Uh, I'd really appreciate that. So thank you so much in advance. The executive producer of the Her Hoop Stats podcast is the venerable Aaron Barzilai. Appreciate it. Also, thanks so much to Susie Solis for being our announcer. And Jared Deck has our music, jareddeckmusic.com. I'm John Little reminding you at the Her Hoop Stats podcast, we are unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.